0: Here.
1: Welcome in to another edition of Silver Linings. Uh, it's Adam and Rex, and as you notice on the uh, the co- the front of our YouTube today is our book cover, uh, Lori's Lies and Family Ties, and this is what our podcast is going to be about today because our book is about to come out, and Rex and I have been working feverishly to get this book done. But Rex, let's start real quick with the the cover of the book. And like, well, how do we come about
0: this cover? We're thrilled about the cover because it has so much meaning to us in the family. And so um, we'll talk about that. Obviously, that's Tylee and JJ on the cover walking out into the sea. So people will know that. And we'll put a brief description in the book, but for our optimists, we wanted to have the full story, so to speak, for the, the cover. Um, I want to show you what this came from, and then I'll come back to the cover of the book. Okay. This, this book cover actually came from a wood burning, this wood burning, that has Colby in it with Tylee and J.J., the wood burning came from Kaylee Binnish. Kaylee was, is Lori's first cousin. Kaylee's my daughter. And uh, Lori's first cousin. And she was a nanny for um, Tylee and J.J. Colby was around. He didn't need a nanny, but Kaylee and Colby were were close. And, of course, Kaylee was close with Tylee and J.J., Uh, She did this for Colby. After Colby got married, didn't have as much contact with the family. Um, And when all this was going down, when they found the children's bodies, Kaylee did this. She had recently taken up wood burning, and she sat down with with a photograph of— the photograph was Colby and J.J. walking out into the beach— She sat down, put a photograph of Tylee there, so she had it for reference, and just, she freehanded this. Uh, It took her several hours. Um, She's not professional with Bernard, but you wouldn't know it by by this. It's it's awesome. It's an awesome picture. It is so awesome, and since we weren't sure about Colby, when we made the decision for the book cover, we weren't in touch with Colby, couldn't really get in touch with him, um, and decided um the book cover artist just and the publisher we decided we would um not have colby on the book cover no disrespect to colby of course we love colby and um he he's so much a part of this um this whole story in fact i believe of the people of the victims that are living he's probably lost the most it tears our heart out um, so certainly no disrespect to him, but this, we is- didn't, we didn't, we didn't, didn't get saying. all of them to get his permission. So let's just, you know, we, yeah. we, we're not going to
1: put him on something that we're not going to get his permission. So that's why the cover is the way it is. I'm, I I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, we also want to say, um, with this book, um, you know, Rex and I decided to do this podcast because. I went over to Rex's house one day, and he knows that I've been writing uh, a book about my view of what happened with my family. And Rex said that he, you know, he had just got done writing his his book, uh, Create the Life You Crave. And he said during one of those chapters, he said, you know, I was writing this chapter, and I was thinking about Lori's situation, why I was writing this chapter. And he said, well, you know, maybe we can combine, you know, some of my thoughts and some of your thoughts and let's put a book out together that, you know, people can, you know, use for you know, a part of the story and also to help other people figuring out, you know, decision-making and that kind of stuff. And I said, oh, that sounds good. And I knew I'd already had, and he goes, you do three chapters and I'll do three chapters. And I was like, great, I already got 20 chapters so we can just edit whatever I have into the three chapters, and then you come up with your three chapters. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. So Rex and I were going to release a book with only six chapters. Now, I know that might not sound great or to everybody, but to us, that's what we were going to go with. Um, And as we talked about that on this podcast, maybe two or three podcasts in, something like that, One of our subscribers, our optimist, um, sent us a message. Her name is Jane. She goes, hey, I have a publishing company. I publish books. I would love to work with you guys and help you with your book. And we were like, oh, this is amazing. So we've been working with Jane and her publishing company uh, over the last four months. And um, we're grateful that she has uh, dealt with us uh to write this book put up with us is what you were thinking putting up with us uh because uh rex and i are both really busy with our lives um and you know and this podcast and writing the book and stuff so um but so she's been she's been a godsend for us and we i just want to give her a huge shout out jane for thanks for taking us on and helping us put this book out because i do think the things that you're going to read in this book, not just about Lori and Chad, but the other things that you're going to take away from this book, I think it helps people in their everyday
0: lives. Well, we we hope that's the intent for the for the whole thing. We want to provide the family perspective. We certainly not, as we've said many times, are not the true crime people that have all the details. So We don't have a whole lot of new detail for those of you that followed the case from day one and done all the research and read all the documents. Not much there as far as new information for you, but as far as family perspective and and understanding what was going on with us and, and maybe a different side of what was going on with Lori and her co-conspirators, uh, we hope we have a lot of rich information for you there let's go back to this.
1: So when I was at your house, we were talking about writing a book and you, and you said, well, I said, well, you want to do, maybe we could do a podcast to promote the book and talk about, you know, the family stuff. So that's how this podcast even started. And Rex and I were like, okay, we're going to do 10 podcasts. I think that's enough to, you know, talk more about what's coming up in the book and all that. And then the podcast, as we've talked about several times, has has grown legs and has, has created something that we weren't expecting it. Uh, with all of our optimists and how this podcast is making people feel good and making us feel good, and so that's all good. But so when I go back to when Rex was writing in his in his first book, or no, not your first book, but your latest book that came out, what was it you were writing in a chapter and you were thinking about Lori? Was that about self-conscious or was that about decision making on one of your chapters in there that you thought, wow, Lori? was making these choices, and there was something, and I can't remember what it was.
0: The whole theme of the book is to follow your internal guidance system that most people call your conscience, but not everyone does. That sounds a little religious for some people. and so I often exchange those words, um internal guidance system, conscience, instinct. a lot of words are interchangeable there. And I the the trouble, that I was wrestling with in the book for the readers was when you're talking about following your internal guidance system, it's not a sensory experience. It's not your senses. You don't hear your conscience. You don't feel it through your senses. It's an internal spiritual communication, if you will, or if you don't like spiritual, it's an internal energetic communication, but not through your...
1: Because some people use the word energy, some people use spiritual, all that—the same thing, right?
0: Exactly. Okay. And so, but really, the description um, that most fits is we're talking about voices in your head. You know, listening to voices in your head, and that's a bad connotation. But that was very apt for for Lori and what was going on with her. And so, I thought. I need to wrestle with this and get the right description so we aren't talking about what Lori did, following voices in her head. Um, she thought, as we've talked many times about um, on the on the podcast, she's following her ego. She is following her lust. Okay? As as many of us do, we don't take it as far as Lori did, obviously. And right. Um, but that, they were there for lust and ego and, and also money is what they are doing. That's all part of that internal communication, and it's all part of doing that instead of listening to your internal communication, which is your guidance system that keeps that, that lust and that ego in check. Um, you know, ego's not a bad thing in and of itself. It's when we let it get out of control you know, wanting self-gratification and physical things, food, sex, things we can also lust after, those are bad parts of us until we let them get out of control. Our conscience is the only thing that keeps it in control. So that's why I was wrestling with that, saying, this is what, what Lori was doing. So in the book, I don't mention Lori, but I I wrestled a lot with that explanation of how do you keep that balance, and Adam, you started coining the phrase of balance, you know, when it came to Lori and what was going on and being out of balance, and you used your um analogy of being in the gym and seeing the person that's so muscular. and I think that was a great, great analogy, great description. um but that's what was going on with it in connection with laurie so yeah talking about the whole balance thing uh,
1: you know we've been talking about that one of the main reasons that i wanted to write the part of the book when i was writing before rex and i even talked about doing a collaboration was that i was thinking about i want to get a message out to families and I, my, my message to families are as we've been doing this podcast i have come across so many comments of our optimists that say, oh my gosh, there's some crazy stuff that's happened in my family and here's what's happened in my family. My whole purpose for doing this podcast was I hope that I can at least help one family that can avoid the disaster that my family went through. And it was, so that's why I was writing the book. I was like, there's gotta be communication. There can't be people cutting people off unless you know every side of the story. Now I know there's certain family members that other family members have cut off because of something and everybody agrees this is not a good thing for us to be around or whatever. But in my situation, we never even got we never even got there. The book is called Lori's Lies. And Rex and I just before this podcast started started talking about, you know, what what could Lori's lies possibly been to convince so many people? And, you know, since Lori had cut me off, I didn't know what lies she was telling to my parents. I didn't know what lies she was telling to um, uh, Summer. Obviously, I don't know what she, you know, told to her friends, uh, Melanie, Alex. I don't know what those lies look like. I don't know what she possibly could have been telling them. Um, but because of that it, or what she didn't tell them. The other thing about Lori is the cutoff day. When somebody in your family goes to cut somebody else off, everybody should gather around and go, okay, let's figure this out. Why is Lori cutting people off? And that's the only thing I asked my parents. I was like, do you not, why would you, why would Lori cut me off? And my mom's response was, well, when she's ready to talk to you, she will. And I said, mom. The shoot, why would she cut me off? Like you, you don't just cut people off. Let's talk about it. Why? What's the reason for it? And then when when family members don't want to cause a controversy between other siblings and parents don't want to get involved in being in in between the two, like why do, you have to talk things through. I I just that's the one reason I wrote this book is I want family members to know. Look, talk all these things through. Find out who's lying. Find out what the truth is. Don't just take somebody's word for it, especially when there's two siblings saying completely two different things. Why would you just pick one and cut the other one off?
0: And also with that, if I could add in, Adam, it's not like we're saying that you made a mistake not saying with Lori and talking it through with her because that was not an option. She was not having it. She was she was deliberately lying to different people, saying different things to different people. She wasn't she wasn't um, looking for an intervention where let's get everyone together and talk this through. Yeah. she was orchestrating the opposite of that, but I tell me if this is your point. Your point is, rally whoever will talk, get together and all talk together and get on the same page. So you can help the person that's creating the lies.
1: but so, Exactly, but my my question is, is that if you see somebody cutting somebody off in your family and somebody's like, hey, I'm willing to go sit and talk about it. Let's see who's lying. Let's see what the thing is. Because if somebody's cutting you off, they're the ones that are hiding. If you're hiding and you can't come forward and talk about something, that means you're hiding something. So my whole thing was, she's hiding something get the truth let's talk about the truth get her on the phone with me let's talk we don't have to be in person let's talk through what is going on and that's that was my that's my whole message to families now is make sure you go through that process then once you go through that process then you can decide look you know this person needs help or this person doesn't need help or we just don't want to be around this person because it's whatever it is but at least get to that point so Anyways, I'm saying all this because that was my point of writing the book for me. And Rex has his point about writing things. And we think both of these things can help people. And it's obvious after reading all these comments for the last, I don't know, how long have we been doing a podcast for? Since June. So, I mean, it was three or four months we've been doing this podcast. its I'm amazed at some of the comments that people make and the things that they're going through. And I, my message is, guys, let's make sure that everything is, you know, cross all the, the T's and dot the I's, and let's make sure before your family disintegrates that you, you you can talk things through.
0: Yeah, yeah, very valid. You know, another point, Adam, that you may not have mentioned when you were talking about why we wrote the book or why we did the podcast, we also want to so the podcast would give us a sense of what people wanted to hear from us, and that's why we would always ask for comments. And we sure appreciate that because there's a lot that we didn't see that we need to see through the eyes of y'all, the eyes of our optimists. And, for example, one one very easy example of that is we had no idea there was all this controversy around Adam, what happened when charles was killed in the next few days we just weren't aware of that until we started started hearing it from people now not everyone was kind about that in fact i'd say a majority of people who brought that up were downright rude about it but the point being it out we found out so we could so we could address that and and we've addressed it the best you know the best we can some people are not going to be satisfied About exclamations that don't go with their own narrative ever. (laughs) And so, but we're able to address it. Otherwise, we wouldn't have known. And that's just one example. There's so much we've gotten from the comments where we said we need to address this. Yeah, I, I totally
1: agree. I forgot about that. that was a huge part of the podcast is we wanted to get the information from other people. Like, what do you what do you what do you want to know? What what could you tell us? We we all learn from each other during this podcast. Rex and I learned a bunch of stuff that we didn't know. Timeline, because for me, being in shock for three years, literally, I felt like I was in shock for three years. I, I, I probably was that, you know, the timeline, I remember things that happen, but then in the timeline, I'm not exactly sure what day and what time and when all these things happen. I just remember the feelings that I had, um, during that long period of time, um, and all the, the depression that I went through and the loneliness and all the things that, that just hit me in the face for three years. Um, I just remembered certain things that happened and the feelings that I got. So my timing If I said a month and it was three months or vice versa or whatever it was, it wasn't intentional to try for me to hide something. Obviously, I'm not hiding anything. I've tried to be telling the truth about everything, getting people to listen to me. So, yeah, it's been interesting.
0: And let me let me further that uh, same theme, if I could. First of all, thank you, Adam, for... um... You went through all that, the depression, everything you talked about, and then you relived it in order to do the podcast and the book. Yeah. Uh, So that's difficult. We all benefited from that. But with that, the thought that you put put forward, especially these last two weeks as it's been crunch time for the book, trying to, to get it done, we've both had the opportunity. I'll talk about my experience with it. We've had the opportunity to relive as our as Jane and her her team has asked us, hey, you need more reaction here. People will want to hear your reaction, what was going on during these killings. And we went back um, you know, and went through that timeline. And I it's not that I blocked it, but I haven't wanted to think this through quite a bit. But this forced us to go back and think through it. And that timeline, now looking back, was such a short period of time from the time that Charles was killed. And then, as you described it, Adam, there is a killing spree. And we didn't know there was a killing spree, even when each person died, when Tammy died, when Alex died. The children were already dead. Brandon was shot at. All of that happened in a relatively short period of time, especially looking back on it. But living it during that time, it wasn't a short period of time. Because we're living our life, and all of a sudden there's some big news comes up. Hey, did you hear, in fact, uh, when Charles was was killed, and we just wrote this uh, for the book, Adam, you and Zach visited Kimmy and I you happened to be in town. I happened to be in town. We met at at uh, my daughter's my daughter's home the night before that. Just you were just stopping by because you didn't couldn't really get a hold of of um, Charles, but you weren't planning on doing anything with him until the next day anyway. After he had some time with JJ, then mm-hmm. you got going to get together. So you came over and and we knew. Uh, a little bit about what Lori was into because of Janice telling us. Well, no, we would ask Janice. She wasn't forthcoming with a lot of We would ask us. She tell us would tell us what she knew, but at the time she was um, cut off from Lori too, and so we're getting bits and pieces of information. I had the emails that Charles had sent. Um, the now you know very public emails that had Chad's light and dark scales in there so you and zach came over and you were filling us in since zach had been living with lori and right up until that time and you'd had some conversations with lori you were filling us in on how bizarre this had gotten and then a few days later when my brother called me and said what do you know about the death of charles vallow you know, I was I was just in town a few days ago. I said, "What do you mean the death of Charles Vallow? He's what? So I never I never asked this question to you. So how did you find out Charles died? My brother called
1: me, and said, "What do you know about the death of Charles Vallo?" What day was that on? Was that on a Saturday that or Sunday? Sunday? That was Sunday because
0: I found out Saturday. You found exactly. out Sunday. Okay, but I found out like you did. Someone said it. I looked it up in the media, and so then I started calling started calling people um, and hearing versions and, you know, things weren't adding up. But right away, my first thought was, oh, I don't think this was self-defense, you know, because, but I'm still piecing things together. We all are just piecing things together. And then it's not like all this information, you know, that a lot of people got the information dumped when the police dumped a whole lot of, a whole lot of data. We didn't have that <laughs> nothing going day to day. Right. You know, we're just trying to figure things out. We're talking to each other, talking about what we suspect we're doing wild speculations. yes. And so those things seemed like it seemed like a long time between events. and but I will tell you this. I will tell you this when Charles was
1: killed, and I and I because I didn't get a text back from anybody, Alex, Colby, like everybody shut me off. I was like, Something, something's not right. Nobody told anybody in the family. There's a, there's it, it doesn't, nothing seemed right. I went with my gut feeling, like you said. Um, so I knew that I was like, well, that, whatever they described, plus there was 10 different stories of what actually happened right. from all my family members. It was 10 different things. Um, and then after that, then when I found out Tammy died, I was like, so you're telling me Lori's husband, Charles, is dead. And you're telling me Chad's wife is just dead? She just died in her sleep? I was like, okay, this is—and I was losing my mind knowing that something's going on. And I knew Brandon got shot at because Brandon—I was one of the first people Brandon called when he got shot at. I was like, Alex is going on a killing spree. And I, that's the first thing that I thought in my mind. Wait, what are you going to do, go tell the police? Um, Alex is going on a killing spree. They look at me like I was nuts. First of all, they let they let it go, saying Alex killed, uh, you know, self defense. Second of all, Tammy lives some with some other. It was a natural cause; as her death was natural cause. Could you imagine me trying to go to the police to explain that I think Alex is going on a killing spree for Lori and Chad? At that point, they would probably lock me up.
0: Yeah, they well, there there just wasn't that often. The police already were involved in investigating. It's not like hearing it from someone else with no evidence, you know, just the story yes. saying that they've already heard. It's not like they can do something with that information. Which you know, which I already
1: told the police about when Charles got killed. I was like, oh my gosh. And then, and then Alex died of natural causes. Tammy died of natural causes. Joe's dies of natural causes. Charles was killed in self-defense. Uh, Brandy got shot at, the bullet missed him by. like there's so much that was just happening.
0: Yeah, when that was happening, you could you could start piecing it together when the death started piling up. Until then, you just didn't know there wasn't information during that time. Well, because Lori had cut everybody
1: off. We talk about Lori's lies in this book. It's the lies that she told other people, but it's also the quiet her not telling anybody
0: anything about what she's doing or telling different bits and pieces to different people. You know, it was a combination. Lori was orchestrating the information she wanted to get out. Of course she is. What criminal wouldn't do that? Right. You know, what murderer doesn't do that? That's <laughs> just how going to be open with, with people. And so that was a confusing sign. So writing the book, confusing, isn't the right... It was just such a frustrating time, because we couldn't get enough information from places. But writing the book, got me back into that mindset where you didn't get all the pieces at once you got in bits and pieces and we didn't know to write for foia documents or whatever no. it's not like we we sort of the, you know could it's not like we would get that right away anyway so um that was a that's a tough time but as the killings started piling up the picture got real clear When Alex died, do you remember how you heard about that? I heard Alex died, um, and something about his wife, and made the call. What wife? He's not even married. That must be a mistake. Oh yeah, he is married. (laughs) What? We, you know, that is just mind-boggling stuff. As events happened, you know, in the sequence they happened, um, there wasn't anything to put them together except our wild speculations. But as soon as a pattern emerged, well, like when Charles was killed, that was that was something you could put together after everything you had heard about what was going on with Laurie and Charles. Okay, now I doubt that was self defense after after what Laurie was said, but still, you didn't see the the pattern and think that there was a killing spree going on. No, until oh, you saw. And again, when yeah. we're dead, we didn't know that yeah. they were part of a killing back killing spree. Yeah. So it's
1: like, you know, like we said, people making comments like, oh my gosh, they could have done so much to, to stop all this. And, you know, again, it, once you walk in somebody's shoes, then you can, you can say whatever you want to say. But until you do that, you just don't understand the circumstances that happen, like things that just happen. And the police not being, you know, being on Lori's side, letting her and Alex go after they killed Charles. That's the biggest thing, too. It's like, they're like, oh, well, that's fine. If that would have, you know, I think if we could have stopped it there, then I think a lot of things could have been, you know, stopped.
0: But it didn't happen. We could have, but we didn't know. Stop what? We didn't didn't know know it was going to. That was. No. Right. Right. And I remember. Um, is a couple days after that, after talking to people trying to piece it together, I said I'm gonna call Alex because I heard so many different stories. I said I think Alex will tell me, you know, his self-defense. He'll tell me his story. And um, I try calling him. He's already in Columbia. Yeah. And uh, I I didn't know that. I, I so I asked Janice's mom. I said um, I can't get a hold of Alex. What's the what's the deal? Oh, he's in Columbia. What do you mean he's in Colombia? Did he escape? Did he flee the country? No, he had planned the trip ahead of time. I said, how's? Aren't the police going to do something about that? She said, no, the police let him go.
1: Yeah, so are that's you- all these. So people don't realize all these things that were happening. So our book, in our book, we write about all the things that the things that are from our perspective and things that happened. Uh, with everybody. And there's so many people in this book. There's Brandon that people really, we
0: haven't really talked about Brandon. We didn't talk about it much in the book. Yeah. That's a whole other story. There. That's a whole other story there. It hasn't, it hasn't played out yet.
1: Right. That, and that that case is coming up. Um, Tammy's death, when that happened, what were we feeling and why, you know, and I mentioned like that, I was like, oh my gosh. You know, me thinking about when Lori was, you know, looking shopping for wedding rings when uh, Tammy was still alive. Um, and there's this there's a lot of things in in the book that i'm 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 writing about that that really got to me. and but the timing, that's the whole thing is this timing thing is like, well, this happened at this time, at this time, at this time. Uh, that's the, and you know, obviously we want to talk about, you know, Lori's past, and everybody feels like when she was younger, you know, or as she was marrying all these guys and she has all these problems and everything. There's a lot of times
0: I didn't see any of it. Uh, right. So yeah, not to say people are wrong to to think what they thought, but your point is you didn't see that stuff. I didn't see that stuff. Yeah, you know, in hindsight, you can piece things together and say, well, this probably influenced her, and this was a factor. Could be. Could yeah. be. We just didn't. didn't
1: well. See well, the one thing that we do want to mention is that, um, you know, we've been working with uh, Many Realms Media. That's Jane Harris. She's the one that she's a optimist. She's watched our podcast. She's helping us put this book together. Our book is supposed to come out November 1st. Uh, when it does, then I think Rex and I are also going to record an audio book. So if those of you who don't like to read books and you want to listen to us again, people that want this podcast to be a seven hour podcast, you can listen to our book. And then you get everybody gets what they want. Uh, we will do an audio book that will be available as well. It's called Lori's Lies and Family Ties. That's the book. It's coming out November first, which is a few weeks away, um, and we have till today to get all of our stuff in. So we will be we will be uh, after this podcast finishing up uh, details about this book. But there's a lot of good stuff in it. If you're interested in this story, it's probably a good book to get. If you like, the, you know, how to change in life and or maybe recognize things in life, um, we all go through crazy stuff in life. I mean, this will be maybe a way to um, cope with things as well, it's just like our podcast.
0: You know, and the, the subtitle, which which we chose before, Healing from the Tylie and JJ Tragedy, if we were naming that now, we may call it Dealing with the Tylee and JJ Tragedy because, I don't know, I've come to an appendix to be of the opinion that I don't know that we heal, meaning get over something and the wounds, you know, goes away, leaves a scar. I think we'll just be changed because of this. And we'll just, we've just been learning how to deal with it. And our um, optimists have been helping us learn that, um, that lesson as well as my therapist. (laughs) But I'm great. I am so grateful for the process and that y'all are part of it, that Adam's part of it. It's very—it's just life, um, not life changing, life mending.
1: I guess I like that. Well, we're also going to put in the comments the link to the book if you mm-hmm. want to buy it. Um, anything else, Rex? For this podcast, I think we hit a lot of things about you know. Of course, I went off again. I apologize. I get I get I, I get angry, and I'm. This is I therapy for me. Let's see therapy. Touchy subject. I get therapy from talking about it, so that's why we're doing this podcast.
0: Well, why don't you tell them about about the Facebook community page? Oh yeah, so we
1: have a uh, we have one of our optimists that um, actually has put together a uh, a fan page, not a fan page. What's it called? Um, community page, a community page. And uh, Kimberly is her name, and she's put it together. I put a couple pictures of me and Tylee on there. Um, and we haven't really announced it yet, but, um, it's up and going. And I think it's called, I'm trying to find it on my phone right now.
0: Um, fire's quick enough. I'd share my screen and show it, but I'm not quite that quick. Sorry. Yeah, I can't, I'm not
1: sure where it is on here. So, but I'll tell you what, next podcast, I will find it and put it on here. But just so you know, on Facebook, there there is a fan page, or not, not a fan page, a community page that we are going to uh, post things on and you guys can make comments on. Um, it's kind of like what, what we do on YouTube, but we're doing it on Facebook too. Uh,
0: we, uh, there are so many people that have been involved in things. We just don't shout out enough that, Kimberly for that you mentioned her we met with um, Lindsay Lindsay last night. <laughs> thank yes. Um, thank you Lindsay for for stepping in volunteering to do things. of course Anna moderated our last um, our last lives. We appreciate that there but there have been people all along that are just um, I don't know if you'd call them uh, unsung contributors right here. I don't know if this will show. Um, if you can see that, that's a that's a token a friend a friend gave me. But that friend was the inspiration for the name of our podcast, Silver Linings. When I when I told her early on, uh, she's my spin instructor at the gym. I told her early on she's asked me about this situation. she was following it. I said, "Yeah, we're going to start a podcast." Said, oh, people need that. We all need. We all need to find some silver linings in this tragedy. That's where the name of the podcast came from. And she, you can see that sun behind the cloud. And this token is called commercially when you buy silver linings. Thank you for that, Jill. Uh, they're just people we need to, to do more shouting out.
1: I found it, Rex. Here it is. It's called Tylee and JJ's Lining Podcast Community. Okay. So that's what it looks like on Facebook. And there's the picture of me and Tylee that I posted when I was at their house for a Christmas. And there's different stuff on there that people have posted that you can post on there. And there's a picture of me and Rex on there. Hopefully you can see that. Oh, and we're going to post the pictures that when we do our live meet and greets to people that come out and that we meet, we we did that in St. George and we did that in uh, Gilbert, Arizona, which I will post those on this now that I found it and I got the Facebook up right now.
0: All right. Good job. All right. Anything else for this podcast, Rex? We'll check out the comments and do a reaction as needed later on this week.
1: All right. Sounds good. Everybody have a great uh, week and uh, we'll see you next time we're on. Thanks for being with us.